0: Right, welcome back to another edition of the Certified Bucket Boys podcast, uh, back with the legend Thomas and uh, myself. How's the uh, last week been treating you, Tom?
1: Good, yeah. I <clears throat> uh, went on, went over, I was about to say I went overseas, I went across the country to the West Coast for New Year's in a couple of days. Uh, that was very, it's actually real fun, like it was good. Uh, we've talked about it on the podcast a wee bit, like going on, on holiday with some friends, you know, like couples. Yeah. Um, so I did that. It was pretty fun. Just saw some sights, ate some food, had some drinks, played a lot of games. So, yeah, it was a great time. Um, played, played golf on Friday, so my third time playing golf. And it was absolutely well, – oh, no, I wasn't pissing down, but it was so wet. It was just like that real light rain that just gets everything really soaked. Yeah. So – yeah, that was a bit of an experience playing in the playing in the rain. Uh didn't didn't scare me and my mate off. We just thought, you know, let's just go for it. We'd we'd organised to play on Friday, so we'll just commit to it. I mean, all in all it was still pretty fun. Like that was quite fun on like the green, some of the holes were like real flooded. Yeah. So it took you like you get you're like, you're like five minutes out and it takes like three hits because there's so much water. <laughs> so you know, that that makes it fun. But not really really getting into the golf. I um one hole. I was playing for my first ever par.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah, unfortunately I like just it was it was quite a wee it was quite a good part, like it was from quite a wee while out and it looked like it was curving right into the hole and then unfortunately it didn't drop. So but the golf's coming along. Went down to the park here at Wigram, got the old five iron out, just keep keep practicing on that so Jeez. she's coming along
0: spoke of the five iron at the park yeah bit of a walk i mean i can those? only
1: i mean i'm not i can't really hit like i don't i've really just tried to reduce my swing speed because that's where i fuck up yeah um and i mean i'm only probably hitting like maybe 150 meters if that like on a good swing so yeah, yeah get don't accurate. have to walk yeah, don't have to walk extremely far to get it, but <laughs> you know, good bit of exercise. Chuck, chuck the old, uh, chuck the old earpods on, listen to a podcast. You know, ah, ideal afternoon. Yeah. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, wasn't too bad, you know. Had old New Year's Eve. Uh, went down to Twizel. A uh, bit of family time down there. Um, it was pretty pretty happening place old Twizzle at, at new year's i believe stan walker was down there uh really yeah there was like a they tried to run like a wee festival sort of thing at uh rural Lake like there um uh, because they got like this big um i don't know how to describe it like sort of like a pavilion and like club rooms and stuff because they have like marty cup for the rowing there so like a big sort of like oh yeah yeah big like building down there for that and so they, and this campground down there, so there's a bit of open space. So apparently there was supposed to be like a wee festival there. It was like Stan Walker was the headline, but I think they only sold like five hundred tickets or something because it was priced at like one hundred and eighty bucks, which is ridiculous for
1: oh. a couple of
0: New Zealand like Do you know a couple of New Zealand groups, and that was it. Uh nah, I
1: can't remember. I saw it advertised everywhere. My mate, my mate was telling a story about there was like two guys that created Bay Dreams, and one of them split off to try and make a festival. And I wonder if it was that.
0: Probably not. Bay Dreams is so much better than that. <laughs> you said Bay Dreams yeah. moved, anyway, moved out of
1: Nelson? Yeah, they've been, they were in Queenstown last year. It's not
0: even a bay in Queenstown.
1: Makes no sense. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a bay, but yeah, nah, fair. Queenstown needed a festival there. Unreal that Quavo was headlighting it.
0: <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, but anyway, Twizzle was good. Played played three games of golf in Twizzle as well. Couple Ambrose and then a couple own uh one own ball. Uh that was we played nine holes, shot a sixty. Absolutely horrendous. I think I hit more trees than I had putts. It was yeah, it was legitimately one of the worst days around a golf course I've ever had. The two Ambrose games were pretty good. We, um, had, was it 18 people for our second one? And we just did like a four, four, five and a five out on a Marama pretty dusty course, but it was real quiet when we got there. So we could have like these decent sized groups go around. Uh, and we did to pick our teams, like everybody chuck a ball in a bag. So 18 people pick out and it was, uh, <laughs> my four is me, mum, dad, and it's like um family friend of ours uh one of their sons, so bit a bit of family uh beef going on around the course. We ended up losing out of the four teams because we didn't never we didn't have a hard yeah. carry player. That was the issue. The other teams had one of the teams had like three of the best like five golfers there, and they ended up going around sure. in like four under, so about eight shots better than us. All in all, fun day though. Uh, yeah, golf improved, I would say. Then New Year's, pretty eventful, uneventful. I don't know. It felt like a real long day. We played golf and then, yeah, sort of started getting into the piss pretty early. But then Bo was like putting up some hissy fits and stuff. So then it was like on and off and running around after him. And then once he ended up going down at like seven, it was was all on. Had some good feeds, you know, played some some corner cup, introduced that to some some of the Timaru and Tamuka folk, they can take that back, spread yeah. the legacy on. That was some good fun. <laughs> and then, yeah, came back, headed to work. That's what I've been doing all week, just, you know, back on the 9 to 5, living the dream. Kinda, tough. Can't ask much more, you know? Yeah, all Very though, tough. Decent holiday season, though. you still got a few weeks left, don't you?
1: Yep, I do. I'll probably start start creating some work this week though damn goes too quick eh? it honestly really does (laughs) always this time of year man it's like ah don't even know i mean if you want more holidays you get more holidays and then that will go too quick anyway so there's not much you can do
0: yeah it's pretty relevant you never end up remembering what you did before you go on holiday you want to do all this other stuff and then you never do it yeah, so pretty much. Oh well. Oh, shall should we rip into old, certified, not certified? Um, yes, sir. Not sure if the uh, listeners have seen on the TikTok couple of clips up there. Uh, just working on the the AI is doing us some clips. First one went went pretty good yesterday. So if you haven't been on the TikTok, check it out. Certified, not certified. But uh, what are we certified bucket boys? <laughs> forgot that podcast name. <laughs> <laughs> It's all the same. Oh, number one, got the five this week. Uh, People, people were pretty interested last week in the old paranormal activity. And there was a few questions about aliens. I was like, you know, fuck it. We'll chuck it in here this week. Certified, not certified. Are aliens real? What are you saying?
1: Certified. Yeah. Um, Love that. I'm a heavy certified. I think it comes down to me that I reckon, and people might flip this on me for the calls. If you're a believer in paranormal, they might you know, flip it on me for saying this, but I reckon you're ignorant. If you don't believe there are aliens out there, because the Milky way is like the smallest solar system, like in the galaxy that we know of Hmm. earth is like one of the smallest planets in the solar system. And it's got life, Like, there's gotta be life out there somewhere. Gotta be. Now I don't believe in, I don't believe in aliens, what they look like in movies, you know? I just believe in there will be life out there, which is essentially an alien. Yeah. Anything
0: extraterrestrial. Yeah. I also believe that I like, and you know, to the people that say you are ignorant, I say you're ignorant because extraterrestrial life form is so much more believable than like an invisible ghost. You know what I mean? Like there's we're we're evidence of it being a thing. So why can't it be, why can't there be another version of us somewhere? Yeah. It, we, it could be literally just another like earth, you know, what if it's humans on another yeah. planet? It's still like, a, it's still an alien, isn't it? They probably live life slightly different. Maybe they breathe different. Maybe they don't talk. I don't know. But I believe in it. Big fan of like I don't space and, you know, relative time theory and all that shit.
1: After, especially after I watched yeah.
0: Interstellar. Great, great movie. Makes me really
1: believe there's there's stuff going on out there. I don't really believe in like a lot of the alien sightings that happen here because I always think it's funny that you see a lot of memes about it where it's like what aliens think the world looks like and it's just a map of America. Yeah, because you only have like sightings in America, and then all this fucking technology we have, yeah, it's always grainy footage. <laughs> like there's no, yeah. So I just. Yeah, it's never, don't believe it's that. never legit footage is it no
0: and i don't think they would just like what come over here and just have like one dude just fucking hovering above some land in america Be like oh, look at yeah. me and then take it off doing nothing but like,
1: and like you doing? look how much like we struggle to explore space like we've only done like man missions to the moon hmm. Like, what if all these other life forces are the exact same as us? Like, if we can only go one planet away and they're in a whole solar system, you know? Yeah. And if they have the
0: capability to come here, then I feel like they would send a lot of people or things. Yeah. 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 So a couple of big certifieds on aliens. Uh, Number two, real stickler for me,
1: but wearing pajamas in public. <laughs> is this all based on like Filipino hoopers? Yeah, wearing them at basketball. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, not certified. It's not really in the same plane because obviously one is a bit more I was just gonna say it's like wearing underwear in public, you know? It's just for a home. Pajamas <laughs> is just for a home. They are. Keep them indoors. but for bedtime, not daytime.
0: It's like I don't know if you can ever like one man can ever nerk about another man, but I do, you know. And it's when they wear pajamas to basketball. <laughs> way over you way over the pajamas, man. You're getting sweaty.
1: I, I don't even think they look. Like, I just don't understand where it's come from there. Maybe that's me being old, but I just don't get the hype.
0: So always a pair of checkered ones as well. Ugh. Always a pair of checkered ones. Oh. Yeah. Now, but that didn't fully really um, come from that. There was. I can't remember where it was. It was a couple days ago when I wrote these down, man, was, it, it might've been when I was in Philly on the way back from Twizzle stopping for a pie and this, there was a group of like three people and one lady had, it was literally like a pullover sleeping bag. <laughs> like, it oh, had, wow. like it had, like it had a hood and then it was just like a poncho, but it was a sleeping bag. I was uh, yeah, uh, I didn't really know if yeah, it, like, like that. she like was that what she had was camping in and it's just like got up and headed out in that or is it like a real style yeah, like, some Louis Vuitton, you know, puffer jacket sort of situation?
1: I feel like you always see somebody like if they're not hooping in pajamas, you might see somebody like pack and save in pajamas. Mm. And they're always the chat like the trashy looking people as well. Mm. Yeah. So I think that just proves it's not certified there. Also, it just makes me feel like you're a bit lazy. Yeah. Not not the Hooper
0: one, but the out-in-public one. Not to be judgmental of, you know, people, (laughs) but I'm judging you. That's all I'll say. Judging, yeah. Yeah, a couple big not-certifieds on that one. Uh, So if you are wearing them, um, stay away from us, please. Uh, Number three, pretty uh, standard here, but... It's always been pretty controversial. Well, not controversial, but people in and around me. Not not a fan of talking on the phone. What are your thoughts on mm. phone calls? Phone calls over, over
1: text messages. I feel like, you know what? I'm going to go, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say not certified. If it's like Nina or like my mum... I don't mind it. But like, if a friend wants to call you, I'm just like, man, just like text me. <laughs> I just like, I'm not really, not really down to just have like a phone conversation here. Yeah. Um, Huck is a real sickle for it. Eh? Yeah. Always prefers a phone call. Yeah. I was like, man, I feel like we don't need to call right now. <laughs> you can get your point across via text. So yeah, not certified. Yeah. And the issue with like a phone call, especially to Ehac, he'll,
0: he'll back me up on this is, like if he rings you, you don't really want to like hold it up and talk to him because you could be doing something else in general, but you also don't want to like yeah. chuck it on speaker in case he says something absolutely rogue. Like if <laughs> <laughs> you've <lose> around. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's a really good call. It's specifically about e and not, not everybody's as bad as him. Um, I was talking to Laura about it. She was like, oh yeah, work stuff, obviously fine. But like, if it's social, just don't call me. <laughs> just don't yeah. let. I'm sort of like that yeah. as well. Even like sometimes mum will ring and like I don't always answer calls. Like I might just not like see it, but then she'll like leave a voicemail and the voicemail just be like, "Oh, it's just something at home for you. If you want to pick it up." Like, oh shut up, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I've got something that could have really easily done by text. Yeah,
0: you could have just 100% text. You didn't need to ring in the first place. Let alone leave the voicemail. So it's, yeah, yeah, just stick to the text. It's more efficient so yeah yeah hundred percent come on yeah i know some people uh when you say that to them they're like man like who cares like just have a phone call but you know these people are braver than us so um <laughs> yeah number four i don't know if you have are you, are you familiar with the stanley bottle
1: yeah see um i saw this question <clears throat> and i have googled stanley cart and i like the bottle And I thought it'd be cooler if I actually did some research into it would figured out what it was, but then I thought it'd also be cooler if I went into this real blind. (laughs) So, um, can you like, can you give me some backstory? Like what's, what's the deal? I'm also
0: newly uh, informed on the Stanley. Uh, I did call it a Stanley bottle, but I I think they are referred to as a cup, aren't they? Even though it is. Yeah. It's a drink bottle essentially. Um, yeah, I know. Well, actually, there's probably not that many females listening to this that are going to get offended by that, but there's probably a, an audience out there that may try to cancel us for referring to it as a bottle. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so a couple uh, were received at, at Christmas. And, you know, I sort of thought nonetheless, it's just like a Frank Green or a, any insulated thing. What's so special about it? But as of recent, yeah. I've seen a complex have been posted about it. They've been being resold on stock X for like triple the market price. Uh, are they hard to get? Yeah. Apparently they sell out all the time. So they do like collabs and stuff. And then I was reading this article that says so they've been around for ages or well, about five years and their market share was like, fuck all. And it massively spiked in the last two years. And they had like over $700 million in revenue in 2023 and The reason the company turned around is because they hired this marketing director who was the same guy that Crocs hired to rebrand the company after, you know, remember when everybody had Crocs and they were just like lame as maybe like 10 years ago. Yeah. And then they sort of made this massive comeback in the last like four years. So the same guy that Crocs hired on to do that, he then went over to Stanley and rebranded that. And you know, so how Crocs sort of grew the company into this sort of modern hit cool thing was they started doing collabs, like limited drops. Um, <clears throat> cause the guy took his, took the marketing strategy from like, you know, just like Nike and Jordan and stuff that do these like limited drops with collabs and stuff. So it's like, Oh, we'll do that for yeah. Crocs and that grew Crocs. And then started doing that with Stanley. Apparently there's a Starbucks one that is real popular. Um, personally not familiar with it, but yeah.
1: That's that's mm. sort of the backstory to it. It's as much as I can tell you. Yeah, I just did um, so you because I, I had that Google app. And I looked at the price of them. Um, so I've officially I've officially found my flag, and I'm planting it on not certified. Yeah, because this is my trusty drink bottle. Mm. Shut out pump. Um, I'll have this for about a month, and I'll buy a new one because <laughs> blast bottle might get a bit gross. Yeah, it cost me. What, $3, $3.90? $3. Yeah. Stanley bottles cost like fucking $90, I was saying. Yeah. I'm not trying to pay $90 for water.
0: It is. Yeah, because I've got here, I've got a Frank Green. Um, Laura loves a drink bottle. She got that out of a mystery box. I Can't believe people pay for mystery boxes for drink bottles, but they do. Um, also not certified on that. But Yeah, so now I have this because she didn't like it. Um, turns out the whole mystery box she wasn't a fan of but it's got to get used, doesn't it? So now I have this big, <laughs> this big fuck off two liter ones as big as my head. Um, and if you know me, I've got a massive I head. Mean. <laughs> I keep some water cool though. So it does the job, but yeah, not certified on that. Not certified on Stanley bottles, cups, whatever. They're yeah. obnoxiously big as well. I'm not. Have you seen like famous people like they look, walking around with them? Yeah, they look massive. Yeah. Just like, do you need that? yeah i feel like no it's kind of like opposite guy because you know guys like try to like downsize everything like the wallet's sort of going out of fashion you're just trying to like get a wee card holder in your pocket or whatever yeah whereas girls like going to stanley cup and carry around two and a half liters of iced coffee with them like it's like <laughs> 10 gigs you know it's like a dumbbell hanging around
1: just don't need to be doing it there yeah not at all not
0: at all uh I rounded out number five uh, it is the season New
1: year's Eve festies where you standing um I mean I'm me personally I don't think I'll probably ever go to one again but I'll still say certified because I just think it just adds to this time of year this time of year is so social and so like happy and everyone just you know this time of year is just great I feel like festivals just kind of add to that level of yeah. this time of year. Happiness, you know?
0: Yeah. I agree. I'm sort of in the same boat. Can't imagine not ever do another one. Uh, like, I'd be happy to do a day festy, um, but like an r a camping one, never going to be done. Yeah. Like, I don't like camping enough to, um, <laughs> you know, do that. And then it's also like yeah. the music as well. Like I'm not a massive DMB guy, which is generally what the New Year's Eve Festi is. They, yeah, you know, put all that uh, same music into the in the one genre. Um, you yeah, would much pre- much prefer like what what we've done last few years. You know, get the friends together, maybe go mm-hmm. to Westport again. Not that I was there last time, but <laughs> maybe repeat the trip with me. <laughs> I always thought was great, man. No, I was I think,
1: thoroughly impressed. The thing about as where you are, if
0: you're with the right people, you know?
1: Yeah. I think that's what I came to. Yeah. And we'll close a beach. And if you just see like, just see some ocean in the background, you're like, yeah, yeah, so no, this is it. that's a
0: vibe changer up the vibes. Yeah. 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 Love it. Round that out. A couple certifiers certifieds on new year's festies. I see this still going on. Yes, it, the festie season is so much longer than it used to be as well. People still going hard. It really is. I've seen a couple people on, so many more. A couple people on the gram at like the third or fourth one. I'm like, now what sort of money are
1: you rolling in here to be going to all these? Because the prices go up every year. Mental. I, I don't know how you could do more than one. Especially if it's like a camping one. Like, man. Yeah, that racks up a bill, eh? Mental. Fair dinkum to them though.
0: Uh that rounds yeah, out. That rounds out certified, not certified. Another uh absolutely elite. List of five. Um, shout out to you know, actually, I thought of a couple of those myself this week. You know, we have been getting lazy getting on chat, chat GPT, but shout out, shout out, chat GPT and myself for that.
1: Right. I can't believe you're spoiling the secrets with everybody,
0: <laughs> guys. If you don't know how easy it is to do a podcast, AI can do most <laughs> of it for you, so get on in. Uh, right, right, let's jump into a uh, really random question. Brought to you by AntiDrip, at AntiDripNZ on Instagram. Uh, The supplier for all your gym towel needs. uh, Maybe some inspo on getting to the gym. uh, Maybe some workout videos, whatever floats your boat. It's all there on the Instagram. Uh, This week's question, sports related. uh, So not really random. It's probably, you know, we'll just say random question. Uh, If you could change or make one rule in a sport to improve it, entertainment wise what sport would it be and what rule would it be do you want to rip into it or do you want me to go first
1: um no i'll crack into it um my one's not massively in depth and it's probably something i've spoken about before but it is for basketball yeah it is removing removing two timeouts from each team so each team gets seven timeouts yeah, um, so I was removing two timeouts from both teams, so it's at five, and then also shortening the length. So I believe you're only the longest one you're meant to have is a minute, but if you I'm like myself, you'll probably rewatch an NBA game four and you'll fast forward through the timeout. Yeah, and I've noticed there's been timeouts where I've clicked skip a minute twice and a bit, so that's like two and a half minutes. That's too fucking long, and I do, like, I love, like, NBA is, like, probably, like, my favorite sport, right? But I find myself watching a lot when there's a timeout. I'm just, like, for fuck's sake. Then mm. I'll sit on my phone, and it's just, I feel like it's making it not very viewable because it's so long. And I reckon if you cut back two timeouts in both teams, that's four timeouts in total, you're probably saving, like, close to, like, 10, 15-ish minutes plus. Yeah. And then even the extra seconds and minutes going to and from and just, I don't know, just less stoppages is the better.
0: Yeah. I've always been a big advocate. If you can get an NBA game, a broadcast under two hours, then it's way more like appeasing. I don't know. Is that even the right word to the uh, viewer? Same as like a league yeah. game, a rugby game, a, a football game. You know, those are all on the two hour broadcast. So I think if you get it down to that number, you're going to be going to be sweet. I also think it depends on the broadcast as well so you get those timeouts sometimes between two or four minutes it can really vary especially like if yeah. it's an espn one they drag it out Yeah, gotta get that ad
1: revenue um, i feel like it's to the point where like they don't need ad revenue like you're making so much money off like like you can capitalize so much more on other stuff like chuck an ad on a nba tiktok i was i don't know just there's way more other ways that they can make money. They don't need that ad revenue. Mm. wonder if you,
0: yeah, what the cost of taking two timeouts from each team for, what, 10 minutes of ads, if you take that away from every game in the season, would an extra jersey sponsor make up that loss? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? That's possible. Um, I don't mean if Adam Silver is listening. Maybe, maybe <laughs> dive into that. Uh, mine's also NBA related because it is the most, I, I wanted to think of one for like the NRL, cause it's like, that's probably the most entertaining sport to watch for me. Um, then I was like, well, oh, if it is the most entertaining right now, does it need to be improved? So I was like, maybe not. So I went back to the NBA because we always complain about it. Um, I thought it could take more of a college approach to fouls and free throw shooting. So it's sort of a double rule. Um, so right now, team fouls, uh, you're allowed five and a quarter. Um, once you hit five, everything from there on out is two free throws. I thought maybe just up that to six. Um, it, it's real minimal in terms of time you're saving. or it could actually save a lot of time um or yeah in a game and then on top of that once you're in the penalty make all non-shooting fouls um a one-on-one situation so like in college there's like a penalty and there's a bonus and there's a bonus plus when you're in the bonus you get and you get fouled you get one free throw if you make it you get a second free throw if you miss the first free throw it's live ball and you can rebound. I thought maybe add that into the NBA on any non-shooting fouls once teams are in the penalty. It's not going to happen a whole lot, um, and maybe sort and do something around like the last two minutes of the half or whatever, so you can't get hack a situations. Um, but I just feel like it'll speed the game up a bit when guys like Joel and B get you know m- tapped on the arm when they're trying to post up and nothing's even happened it's just a ticky tack foul and he's getting two free throws. Now he might only get one and it's live ball straight away. We've just, you know, we've saved like 30 odd seconds. I just think yeah. here and there, no. here and there, 30 seconds. Here, I like that. 30 seconds here, speeds the game up a little. So,
1: Yeah, I like that. And I think, especially since players are becoming harder and harder to guard, the pace is so much higher. Adding that extra team foul I reckon, kind of makes more sense as well. Yeah. I was also thinking around like, uh changing
0: fouls to like five per player but then I thought that could do like be more of a negative like players don't foul as much or they're not as physical on defense and then offense gets like goes up and up and up I just think defense doesn't need to take another hit like that Whereas I was trying to make it like more yeah for the fans but it was probably more damaging to the game than helpful is what, mm. I, is what i settled on with that so that's what i thought yeah maybe just yeah limiting free throws that that and timeouts are by far the two biggest time wasters in a broadcast yeah so yeah
1: because did you yeah i like that i reckon that one and one will, i reckon that one and one will cut back a shit lot yeah did you listen to why well, you would have the league pass
0: rankings that bill simmons and zach loaded mm-hmm. you know how so zach Lowe did? i think he took the bucks they was like they're like the eighth best team to watch or whatever, but it's like a lot of free throws. It was like, yeah, yeah, that is it. Just takes away. They do get fouled a lot. Same as mm-hmm. like um obviously Embiid and Maxi. I just think those two teams obviously really fun to watch, but get fouled a lot. So anything you can do to yeah. just take away, take away free throws. So, I also mm-hmm. had just to deep dive into this question Um, around was trying to like, you know, the take foul that they've implemented how in like FIBA here, it's an unsportsmanlike, which is Mm. sort of the equivalent of like, I guess a flagrant in the NBA, Mm. you know, like a flagrant is like, oh, you've hit somebody or whatever. Whereas an unsportsmanlike is you've just, you've taken, you've uh, just slowed the game down by taking a foul rather than trying to like get the ball. I thought maybe try to integrate yeah. these two rules. So a take foul has the same effect as like a tech or a flagrant one. So if you've got a take foul and then you've got a tech or a flagrant, then you're ejected from the game just to make yeah. players, you know, even less likely to do that.
1: Cause it's pretty easy for oh, right. yeah.
0: anybody can get a take foul, right? It doesn't matter. Like, you know, you're on, you're in the game for a minute or whatnot. So. Yeah. Say a st- LeBron can get a take foul. And then, I don't know, LeBron dunks on somebody and then stares at them and gets a tick. Bang, gone. Like, I know yeah. people are going to be like, oh, that's bullshit. Why is he ejected for that? But what it's trying to do is get rid of these take fouls so that we can get more fast-paced basketball or fast breaks, more exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, you, like, you
1: just gotta- yeah, no, yeah. I thought there was another one, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I, I don't mind that one either as well, but yeah, it could come pretty like costly when it came like playoff time. Like you'd be fuck, you'd be like, man, the best part in the game just got ejected because they had a take foul and then like a real shit technical foul. Yeah, that's so, that's what you don't yeah.
0: want to happen. That's like the downside to it. Yeah, so I see why more rules don't get changed because there's there's always a counter to it, eh? But you're like oh man yeah. this rule would really help impact the game in a positive way but then you're like oh shit like the downside to it could be yeah somebody's <laughs> one of these superstars gets ejected in the first quarter because they they grab somebody's arm and then they uh steered down somebody after a dunk like uh, yeah yeah it probably shouldn't ruin yeah. yeah ruin somebody's day all right so that was <laughs> really random question brought to you by Antidrip at antitrip nz on instagram Check them out, drop them a follow, drop them a like, drop them a comment. Um, Moving on. Well, pretty NBA theme today. Back with the top five draft. So we'll go back and forth. Um, Bit of an at-home thing we've done with the boys uh, for the last sort of few years. It's just thrown out. We just say, is somebody the worst, best NBA player? Or are they the best, worst NBA player? You know, and you're... (laughs) might sound a bit complicated to the listener, but if I sort of put it into a bit of context, by worst best NBA player, what I mean is if somebody on your team was traded, you wouldn't be upset they were gone, but the team's fan base they got traded to would be happy that they've arrived. So somebody that's, you know, maybe not a value to you, but a value to somebody else, not that impressive of a player, But, you know, there's sort of, and I guess, um, sort of another factor to this draft is you're going to stay away from young guys. It's sort of guys that have reached their potential, but aren't, you know, haven't exceeded expectations, I guess is a Mm. good way to put it. Um, so I'll let you go first after that. I hope, um, helpful description to the listeners. We might lose a few
1: people here to be fair. Um, my one—it's always one of my real, real go-to guys—is um, I'll take uh, Julius Randle. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he really fits what you were saying before, though. I don't know if many franchises will be happy to get Julius Randle, and I think Knicks will be happy to get rid of him. (laughs) But he's an all-star. Um, you know, like he's he's. Top two, top two on that team. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so he is a he is a quote unquote best player, but I just think he, I don't know. I just I hate watching Julius Randall. Hate watching him play. He makes everything look so fucking difficult, and yeah, I just think he's probably the worst best player there is.
0: <laughs> yeah, sexual, so that's what picked him. Sexual fair enough. I think last year's Julius Randle was a perfect example of being the worst best nba player yeah came off what was the all nba third team the year before so obviously yeah 15 best players in the league last year was fucking awful it was such a negative to the next then yeah. this year he started awful again now he's sort of turned around so i think he does sort of fit the category but um yeah in terms of the trade example i feel like nobody wants julius randall even though he is good no nah. um
1: my first pick. To I'm, be fair, there's probably. Hang on. There's probably like. There's probably teams that would definitely like. Like the Hornets would probably be stowed here, Julius Randle.
0: Yeah, no, that's actual fair.
1: Yeah. No, no title contending team whilst Julius Randle. Unless he's like your third best player, but I don't think he's ever going to be in that role.
0: No. <laughs> um, yeah, my first pick. I just said to you uh, earlier as the example. I, I've got to take him as the 101 because he's just the guy. It's Tobias Harris. He is. <laughs> I think he just is the definition of the worst, best NBA player.
1: But, or is he the best, worst NBA player?
0: Yeah, see, I think he is. In, I don't think he is in the worst category. I think he's in the best category,
1: but he's like, yeah, he should be last. He's, I think he qualifies the best with that contract, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's on a best contract. But he's, he's definitely, definitely yeah. one of the worst players on a best contract. I think, yeah, that's a yeah. good way to look at it. He's... He's not really an additive, but he's not a. He doesn't take away anything from the team. Like he's, he's not a negative. He's just there. I think that's not a positive there. <laughs> yeah, he's just not doing much. Like one game he'll have thirty, and then he'll go for six six straight games of twelve. You know, just it just yeah. Eh. Tobias Harris is there.
1: His career average is sixteen and six.
0: Yeah, like a right middle of the pack. The 101 or the 102 in this situation of the worst, best NBA players. I
1: don't think you can shake he's, the head at
0: that, though.
1: You know, he's what, well, yeah, six, 16 and, 16 and six for his career, and he's going to be making what 40 mil. Uh, you reckon 300, 300 mil in his career, yeah.
0: Can't, can't yeah. say 16 and six. What does Scotty Pippen make in seven years at the Bulls, 12 mil or something?
1: Ah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, fucking something stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick. Um now this one here, I have I'm just looking at my list here. I've got quite a few like not hot takes, but yeah. Um <laughs> my next one here is now I've I've defined this on one simple thing. He's the team's number one player. But if you look at every single team's number one player in the league like, sorry, if you look at every single team's number one player, he's probably the worst out of all the number one players. Yeah. And um, that's Mikael Bridges. Oh, interesting. Um, big big Mikael Bridges fan. But I think when he first got traded to Brooklyn, everyone was like, oh yeah. He can do way more than we knew he could. He can come off pick and roll and do everything. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like I think most NBA players, like there's probably like five NBA players on each team that if they had their chance to be the guy on a team could probably look pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. And I just think, I think Mikael Bridges destiny is to always be like a third best player. I don't think he can even be a a second best player on a title team.
0: I think everybody that we're going to list here, if they were the best player on their team, they might be at the moment, but if they were the best player on like the, you know, Pistons right now, they would, be in contention for an all-star if they weren't on such a shit team like they'd have all-star yes yeah. you know yeah that's exactly what McAl bridges is yeah no shots at McAl though it'd be great no, i still i do like McAl. he was perfect at phoenix but now he, yeah. he's quite literally the worst best player yeah if there's yeah. if the player pulls 30 guys yeah yeah no disagreements with that at all um, I'm gonna go same sort of boat here. Is he? Is he the best player on their team? Is he not? But Zach Levine, yeah, I think it's very similar to the DeBias Harris. On the he's on a best contract. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's, he's a bit of bit of a negative at times, more than a positive. Like yeah, the what what was it the, the last um. Detroit's well, Detroit's obviously ended the streak now. But wasn't there like last last win against the Bulls when Zach Levine had fifty or something?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that was like right before he got injured, wasn't it? Yeah, it no, not what, no, no it wouldn't have been. Wow, because they went on like a twenty-eight game losing streak, so surely. <laughs> well, maybe
0: it wasn't Detroit. Maybe that was the last the last game Zach Levine played or something. No, because he had the zero point game like right after it. Yeah, that's a quite Zero, zero after the 50? The Zach Levine facts aren't there today, but um, I think it really sums him up that he had a 50-piece in a in a loss. That sort of is exactly yeah. the player we're looking for here. Um, if if you're a loose NBA fan, you may know that the Chicago Bulls got off to an absolute dire start to the season. Zach Levine got injured, and they've been on an absolute tear since. Um, yeah. They've actually dragged themselves... Are they into a home playing seed right now. I know it doesn't mean much being 35 games into the year, but they were down sort of 13th, 13th, 14th. I know right now. So they're tied, tied with Brooklyn for the ninth seed. So in a way, in a way game, but that's, yeah, they've bumped up about four seeds since they lost that. Who did just come back. So expect that them to go down again.
1: Ah. Yeah, yeah, he played yesterday. I mean, played yesterday off the bench. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, for I mean, this year he's averaging twenty-one and twenty-one and five, and he's shooting forty-four percent from the field. Like he's just, and he makes what forty million dollars. So. Yeah, what is he a top ten played uh, paid player in the league? Yeah, probably hovering
0: around there. Pretty similar boat to Julius yeah. Randle. Nobody. Nobody yeah. really wants him, but he's sort of like your best guy. So
1: And I mean for his for his career he averages like twenty points per game, like doesn't do much else. So mm. yeah. 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 Worst best. Sums it up. Um my next one. And how many have I taken? Two. Two. Um this guy here. There there's nights where and I think we've talked about him on this podcast before as well. There's nights where he looks real like really good. Like he's a real bucket getter. But one thing with a lot of a lot of these players other than Mikael Bridges, well, okay, so only Julius Randle, but um, a lot of their buckets are real tough and I I don't like watching people get like always just constantly tough buckets. Like what I mean by that is like Kyrie Irving, he gets tough buckets, but it looks easy for him. Yeah. But, like, Julius Randle, all his buckets look fucking hard for him. It looks hard for his team. Like, it just looks deflating. Yeah. And this is another guy who's like that. And I just genuinely don't like his whole his whole stoner vibe, and that's Brandon Ingram. <laughs> I just... Like, I mean, he's probably... He is the Pelicans' number one option. And to be fair, they're kind of winning games, but they have a stacked team. Like, they're a good team. But he's just... I'm just really, like, not... I'm never left impressed watching him. Um, so he is my solution for worst best player. He was a
0: name that you know he was thrown around the uh, the draft room, the war room, if you will, over at my headquarters. Uh, but he didn't quite make the green room. That completely, completely agree. He is. I love the stoner vibe um, description of him. He just,
1: he always looks like he never wants to be there. It's like Andrew Wiggins on steroids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I want my, I want my NBA players to love what they're doing. So
0: yeah, hundred percent.
1: Yeah.
0: He, he just, he doesn't, I don't know how Pelicans fans go to games and get excited to watch him. Yeah. Everything is tough. It should make everything look easy. Yeah. Like KD, but no, he just yeah. chooses to do the, the toughest thing possible on most positions which is a bit Mm -hmm. annoying. Yeah. Um, dude. pick here for me, maybe go to his teammate. I don't know. Leave that one loose. Maybe people think I'm going to say Zion, but I'm not. I'll do it anyway. I'll go CJ. CJ McCollum. He is, I think he's up there with the Tobias Harris thing. Like he's not, he's not on a massive contract, but it's it's definitely a a best players contract, um, sort of top 100 contract. And it's just never, you know, he's never added to winning on any team he's been on. I feel like he always is expected to exceed what's required of him. Um, You know, at Portland, he was always the number two. He probably never should have been the number two. Now he's a point guard for the Pelicans. CJ has never been a point guard in his life. I mean, he probably was in high school, but. He's, he's, never been an NBA point guard. He's not a distributor. Uh, he's a guy that gets you a bucket in the half court when you need one, um, which he does pretty easily. Like he's got a real good, you know, obviously his one-on-one sort of mixtape in the NBA, it'd be one of the better ones. Um, but it's, it's just not who I want running the point for a franchise that has yeah. Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. And I think the reason Brandon is on this list
1: is partly due to, because CJ's is his
0: point guard, you know,
1: mm-hmm. and, a lot of stuff yeah. is dictated by CJ. I agree. It's just,
0: it's, and it's not always on him. You know, he ends up in a lot of lists like these, um, more forced by situation. He, he'd just be the mm-hmm. better. Like he'd be such a good third or fourth option somewhere. Like if he was on the Celtics, you know, or Denver, incredible. He'd be one of, you'd better be talking mm. so positive about him, but here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Pick three. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um. My pick four. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a, a bit of a tough one here. I don't. I don't really know if they're considered a best one of the best players anymore. Uh, they're the second, probably the second guy on their team currently. Used to be. Um, will be probably a hall of famer. And that's uh, Clay Thompson. Oh, yeah. So, not overly sure whether he still fits this list, but I'm going to do it under the the premise that I feel like he still carries himself like he's the best player, and well, a best player, and his contract's quite hefty as well. Mm. And the reason why I've put him on this list is because what I just talked about there is him still carrying himself like he's one of the best players yeah and like that's something that's like really rubs me the wrong way about clay thompson at the moment now i get it to be an athlete like you need to like have that killer instinct like yeah i'm the best guy here but like all the stuff about how clay wants you know that he's never really addressed it there's all the rumors and rumors normally come from somewhere like especially if wadge is tweeting it but all the rumors about him wanting like another max contract or another like hefty contract and just all this stuff when he's just nowhere near that guy anymore yeah um yeah that's why i've included him
0: yeah i did think about him as well but then i was like oh is it is it too deep into his career post injuries to mm. say that about him but i think he still belongs in the best category i think he's too good to be considered one of the worst category players um so i think it is it is appropriate for him to be one of the worst best cuz it's still like you say carries himself like he's is winning games but he's not, yeah he's not he's been a negative more than a positive this season
1: I'll tell you that
0: yeah um respectable at the fourth spot there though uh fourth for me few so guys here or I don't know maybe this guy's the worst maybe he's the best of the worst but I'm gonna take him at worst best John Collins. Sure I'm sure if you're familiar with the uh, Hall of Fame trade machine um, legend, John Collins, but yeah. Now on the Utah Jazz, finally traded. He hasn't really added anything to uh, the Jazz. He may even be coming off the bench at the moment. I'm not sure. not really familiar with their game. Uh, Hawks, I don't know. Are they missing him? Are they not missing him? No. They they suck this year, but they were no good with them. Such a tough yeah, one. Yeah, they, they don't miss them. I just feel like when somebody like that leaves and you don't miss them, then that sort of says a lot about the role you were filling. Um, and a lot of people said, like, oh, different location, you know, new scenery. or will see, see a different side of him. I mean, yeah. I think his, his career has probably gone down. The trajectory has gone down. Um, and Utah is probably a place where you had a massive opportunity to go and put up some numbers. They don't really care about what they're doing. They're stacking draft picks, stacking young talent, no incentive to win, but no incentive to lose. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's, I'd sort of like, they're sort of in a pretty similar spot to, um, Brooklyn, but they've got like a brighter future and McCall sort of doing his thing in Brooklyn, um, to a degree. And I would expect John Collins to maybe do more with what he's doing. He could easily be the second best player on that team, but he's probably like the fifth. So mm. yeah.
1: You just very fair. You're one of the worst best, John. Um now my next one here is kind of in the line of being a hot take, if you will. Love it. But I'm doing this on the more of the premise of like the best of the best. Kind of based on the stats and like where the team is. So I was cut cut to the chase. My um, my last pick here, best of the worst, and I'll explain why. Worst of the best, sorry. Is uh Jalen Brunson. Oh, interesting. Now, now the reason I've said this is because from the outset, you look at the Knicks, they're doing quite well. He went from the Mavs. And he's completely changed around here. I was like, oh, yeah, he's like a real good player. But I'll like fully stamp my flag on. I don't believe he'll ever make it past the second round in the playoffs. Yeah. And you look at the way he's kind of talked about and the way his stats are and the way he's playing, he looks like he's probably one of the best 15, no, like best 20 players in the league. But whatever whatever cap he's at, like if it's top top 20, I'd put him at twenty, you know. So that's why I reckon he's the worst, the best. So you reckon whatever list he's ever on is always going to be the last. As long as it's not like, hey, top fifty players in the league, you know. Yeah, but this, yeah. But whatever, whatever that small list is, like whether people say he's top fifteen or top twenty, I reckon he's at the bottom of it. There's probably always
0: an argument for somebody else to be ahead of him. Is is almost like that? Yeah. Kind of guy, and you could go pretty low. I just think.
1: I don't think I'd ever want him as my franchise guy. Not taken away from what he's done because he's gone from being an afterthought at the Mavs to them letting him go to now being like 26 points per game guy. Like he's all credit to him. Mm. But I just don't think he's ever going to be like I said, I don't think we ever get past the second round of playoffs. He's so small and he's kind of another one of those guys where, where he's kind of like Kyrie where he takes a lot of tough shots and kind of makes it look easy. But his is like like Kyrie. I don't know how to describe this, but I was watching a lot of like Kyrie highlights today. I don't know where, where I was watching it on, but he kind of he takes a shot based on what the defense is giving him. Yeah, but it's whereas like Brunson's like I want to get to this elbow jumper, or I want to get to this pick and roll fadeaway jumper here. Like it's 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 real. Like I want to do this, and I feel like if it's not working and it won't in the playoffs because he's so small, then he's fucked. Hmm. Yeah, he. So that's my way home. He also he gets pretty hyped up when
0: he does well against a bad matchup. Or a good matchup for yeah. him. Like it cooks Dame all the time, because Dame's an awful defender and is a small guard. So it's like fantastic matchup for Brunson. So he'll cook him and then that'll get posted everywhere. But then plays a bigger guard. Um and then just you know doesn't do as well. Has a lot of poor shooting nights. Um Yeah. Agree, agree like, with where you are. It's, like, it's definitely a hot take because he's definitely better than a lot of other people that would be on this list. Yeah, but it depends how much you narrow the list down. And as you say, you know, I just think like point is always going to be the last
1: player. If if they have like a playoff series against like Boston Celtics, yeah, like there is no fucking chance that he's beating the Boston Celtics. He's too small and they will just clamp them up too easy. Yeah, Derek White and Drew Holiday would eat him up. Yeah. In a,
0: in a playoff series. You can say whatever you want about the regular season. Nobody yeah. knows how hard people are trying. Yeah. Is that your fifth pick? Yeah. All right. My fifth, rounded out, last pick. Maybe a Hall of Famer here in the category. Carl uh, Kuzma.
1: Sort of... Interesting. <laughs> it's the best player on the Wizards. Yeah. Um, so it goes to my Mikael Bridges one. Fuck. Hang on. Is Mikael Bridges better than Coos? Okay. That kind of goes against what I was saying because Coos is their best player, but I think I'd rather have Mikael Bridges. So maybe Mikael Bridges is 29 and Coos is 30. This is interesting, though, because.
0: Um. I'd never want either of them as my best player. But if I was a championship contender, I'd be happy to have either of them. Yeah. But to what level were like... Was Kuz the Lakers' third best player when they won?
1: Or not? Uh, no. <laughs> Who would have it been? Wow. I mean, it was Rondo. <laughs> maybe Bubble Rondo. It was like Rondo, Caruso. Like Kuz probably should have been. Remember, he was meant to be the big three of them, and he was he just didn't fit with LeBron and AD. Yeah, but he 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 played well.
0: And then that's like as with yeah. Mikael Bridges, the third best on their finals run, or was
1: he fourth? Yeah, he was third. Ahead of Aiden? He was, if anything, he might have been second. oh now nah, was Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris Paul. Yeah, was he third. was third. So ahead of Aiden.
0: Yeah. Pretty similar boat, the two of them. Obviously, Mikael Bridges, um, to the naked eye, probably seems like the better player. But it's all situational and who you're playing with. Like, Brooklyn are a better team. Cruz, I think, is a, probably gets a bad rap, Um, sort of why he's ended up on this list. He's yeah. almost a guy that seems like he's more in it for the fame. But he also seems like he loves yeah. he loves basketball at the same time. Um, obviously rates himself really highly, seems a bit obnoxious. Whereas Bridge is a bit more of a like humble um sort of homebody sort of guy, you know, seems real nice. So, yeah. Yeah. I think probably a lot closer than a lot of people think. McAu's a better defender, obviously, but Curry's has always been a yeah. bucket getter, which we didn't know about McAl until he went to Brooklyn. So I think there is some debate yeah. there but I'm going to round it out with Kyle Kuzma because nice a, a lot of nights all is going right at the Washington Wizards and he's a part of that. I do want to maybe think about Jordan Poole here, but then I was like, you know what? Jordan Poole is by far, in a way, the 101 in the best worst player category.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You have so much talent. Jordan Poole's too shit. Yeah, you have too much talent, but you are so shit. He's, he's got the worst plus minus in the league, so... Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You might just do the worst one by Jordan Poole. Sadly. <laughs> but yeah. it rounds out the top uh, the top ten draft of the worst best NBA players. I hope you're able to follow along, listener. Um I reckon Josh will like this one. We haven't had a shout out to Josh in a while. Shout out Josh. I think he'll he'll enjoy this one. Well, I'll expect to hear from him via uh via Chris if he remembers to tell, tell us things. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that rounds that out, but we've got more NBA for you. Do not worry. I've got a wee, wee game. I saw, I'd call it a game segment, saw it on TikTok around the NFL. Um, just cause their seasons, you know, wrapping up, but we're, we're doing an NBA style, call it trade, extend the contract or wait and see. I've got 12, off, 10 10 guys on this list i'll throw them to you um you sort of tell me how you feel what 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 should the team do with them trade them extend them or just wait and see this year um first guy your 101 julius randall
1: trade i just yeah all the things i said before trade
0: even without the market
1: yeah. Do you take fifty cent? I mean, yeah. yeah, I would. Like, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know what the trade would be, but he's just. I don't know. He's just not. He's not. He just doesn't really contribute to winning. And when he's playing well, he like looks all good. But you know, you're gonna be like a fourth, fifth seed, and then when it's going bad, you've seen what happens. So I think you just trade, get what you can for him.
0: So if you're the next, are you giving up? title aspirations by doing
1: that no i reckon you can try i i just don't think he contributes to winning like very much like i think if you can get back somebody that can fit the four especially now i've got og and obi i think yeah i just i don't know if there could be something done with, like i would take if i was trading him like say that like i mentioned the hornets before mm. like i'd much rather have pj washington if i was the knicks than julius Randle because you space the floor sort of fit better with what brunson does and then maybe you can get back like um uh fuck. What's their big not not Mark Williams, they've got that other big Nick Richards. Nick Richards, big Nick. So like that yes, yeah, so that will help their centre problem. Yeah. You know? Maybe you're getting Gordon Hayward as well, so the Hornets can dump his contract unless it's expiring, then they won't want to do that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, something like that. Fair enough. Um
0: player number two. Carl Anthony Towns, obviously on the one-seated Timberwolves. What do you reckon?
1: Trade extend? Yeah. Wait and see. Wait and see. I reckon just don't fix what it, don't fix when it broke.
0: Yeah, it has seemed to have fixed because it was looking real broke uh, last season, but they've obviously yeah, it really was. Out. Um, you're not on sort of the trade trade while he's. Uh, the market's high. I don't know if there's a market for him, but he's sort of I guess his trade value has uh, appreciated this this season. You don't you wouldn't trade high?
1: I mean it makes sense. Um, I mean I'd like to kind of see what, what they could get for him. It might make sense for that. But I just think when you're when you're playing this well. I don't know, I just wouldn't I don't know, I hate me I hate messing with stuff that's going really well and I always go back to that in the end team that traded um, Danny Granger wasn't really contributing, but as soon as they traded Danny Granger, it went downhill. Yeah. So. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. He, yeah. It's yeah. an interesting one because
0: there's been a lot of rumors about him. Uh, not so much this year, but um, off season last year, is he more of a, you know, he's taken away minutes touches from and clogging up the paint with Rudy. Um, but he can't defend as well as Rudy, so you keep Rudy over him, especially after they you know, paid a shitload for him. Uh, but it is sort of a wait-and-see situation,
1: especially as, as the Minnesota Tim Wolves, when you're the one said you probably have to run with it. Yeah, but to be fair in saying that, I saw something that they're like 19th or 20th, wherever you look, offensive-rated team. Yeah. They're like the first defensive-rated team or something like that, so it's like, Obviously, there's still real issues with their offense, and that's probably coming because of Rudy Gobert and Towns. Just it's a little bit cloggy, so yeah. maybe that points towards trading cat. They don't really have a third guy offensively.
0: They don't really have a sixth man. Yeah, oh, they do have a sixth man. They got Naz. Um, yeah, who, in fairness, is probably their third best offensive option as well. Mm. Um, don't have the numbers in front of me, but I imagine he probably is their third top point scorer.
1: Are gonna be Rudy Go Beer.
0: <laughs> you reckon?
1: Nah, surely Rudy's only oh, a thing left even. Yeah, like for yeah but I, uh... don't have our producer here today with us. Sorry guys, he's on holiday. Um you yeah, move on to the next one. I'll, I'll find it. All right.
0: Third one. A guy that's been floating around a few uh leaks lately. Uh Pascal Siakam. Obviously Toronto just made a trade. Uh seemed they they got players back for OG, which was what they wanted. Um, do you make a move on Siakam now? He's I'm not sure if you saw, but apparently he has said what his agent has said he will not sign an extension with anybody that he gets traded to. He wants to test the open oh. market, so it's obviously after a five year. Right. Um, I don't know what he's eligible if it's the Vet Max, which is, would be like five for 150, the Deontay Murray contract. Um, yeah, because he hasn't or oh. has he got all NBA twice in like the last 3 years if you do that I think you're eligible for more some weird stipulations oh, to yeah contracts
1: um okay well from the raptors side of it I would trade him because I just think you don't want to you don't want to waste not getting anything in return like you did with Fred VanVleet yeah but obviously if he said that he doesn't want to sign anywhere then I wouldn't I wouldn't trade for him if I was another team.
0: You wouldn't take uh take a six month gamble on him if you thought it could help you win a title?
1: No, I don't I mean like if it was the Bucks and they could do it without messing up the core, I would. If you're a desperate team, I would.
0: I've seen Indiana as like, a
1: white like, suitor, but
0: like that's not gonna make them a title contender. No,
1: might get them to the second round, but if I was Indiana, like if I had to get rid of Turner, I wouldn't do that in the trade. But no, no. But if I was trading like Buddy Hield and like I don't know what else, but then why would the Raptors want to do that? So Mm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so
0: trade from trade from the Raptors' standpoint, but nobody else trade him (laughs) for.
1: Yeah. Um. Real quick, back to Tim Wolves. Rudy Gobert is their third best scorer by 0.2 points. Over Nas. Yeah, he's 12.6 a game, and Nas is 12.4. Surprisingly low from Nas. Oh shit. No, I've messed up. They're equal. 12.6. Both of them. Uh, both that. of them average 12.6 points per game. Look at that. We're both. Unreal. Unreal.
0: Unreal. Unreal. Uh number Okay number four, switch my water here. Just cause we mentioned him just then. Miles Turner from the Pacers. Are they trying to get trying to get better? They're trying to stay the same?
1: Or what do you reckon? Um This is a tough one. I reckon if I was a Tim I would extend them. Ah, not Tim Wolves. Pacers. I'd extend them but for the right number. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't pay any more than 20 mil per year for him. Keep it at a, a tradable contract. And, yeah, like, I, w- I still wouldn't mind giving him, like, even if it was, like, a five-year, like, $18 million contract. I don't know. I just, no, nah, maybe not five years. But he'll probably want five years. But I think Miles Turner's, like, a decent player. I just think, I think they a lot of it comes down to, that like, he's not a great defensive player, and their defense is so bad. So I think a lot of the blame gets put on him. Mm. But I just think, he's kind of working with what he's got yeah
0: yeah he's a good good shot blocker he's he's like a poor man's um brooke lopez defensively real good drop coverage not odd but not as good as like brooke good shot blocker yeah um but you don't want him in a switch don't don't you like him in a pick and roll if you're on offense um if he's in drop coverage yeah i'll also i'm sort of leaning trade on miles Turner because I feel like his value is quite high like he's a winning player um like he could be on a championship team I could see him on their roster as the anchor on defense um you know because he's not he's not negative defensively no these guys that are you know they're a liability in certain coverages they get beat by smaller guys but that's the NBA today but he's still you know he's above average um defensive center And he can stretch the floor. So I think he has real value to certain teams and I, and you're saying an extension, like he has that value to be extended, but I feel like he has more value in the trade market to other people. And if Indiana want to really take a shot at it, maybe some assets that aren't developed players might be better in the long-term. I don't
1: know. Right.
0: 'Cause when are they like realistically when are they gonna be in a winning position to win a title?
1: Yeah, and that's what that I mean, that's kind of the tough thing as well, and I think it's gonna be a slow process to make it and that's why I'd rather just extend Miles Turner. Because I don't like you said, I don't think he's negative. He's not much for positive. So try build something on a workable contract where he's kinda of like your, you know, your third or fourth biggest salary. Yeah.
0: And then working and around, um, working and around him and yeah. him and Halliburton. Yeah, get some offensive guys better than Turner, and then fill out the squad with some some defensive guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. not fair, very fair. Uh, number five, Kegan Murray. I only have him because, um, Siakam has been. You know, the Kings are apparently interested in Siakam, but. The Raptors want Keegan Murray. So that's why I have yeah. Keegan Murray in here. He's also the biggest trade asset the Kings have and they need to do something, in my opinion.
1: Um I would extend Keegan Murray. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade him. I think him for Siakam, I don't reckon it makes sense for the Kings. Like you've already seen when a team starts to kind of start sagging off the Kings like um like what happened in the playoffs against the Warriors where it becomes a bit tough in the score Yeah. and then Siakam's C- C- just gonna cause more issues with that paint stuff and I get it it might be like oh hey well, Siakam's C- a better like, scorer than Keegan Murray is now like he can go get you a bucket mm. but like it's clear Fox is your guy and like if Siakam's C- doing your shit what's Fox gonna be doing Yeah. so I think Keegan Murray is like a perfect wing four stretch the four kind of guy so I'd keep him I like I like Keegan Murray
0: yeah they to me, they just need to upgrade the Harrison Barnes position, but I don't know how. Um, Yeah, but the reason like Fox and Sabonis is so good, they have so much room to work, and the offensive liabilities of Sabonis don't matter, is because there is three. Well, last year there was three absolute snipers out on the floor for yeah. the most of the time, and yeah. and Herder, Keegan, and um, HB Monk, who are all money from all three. three Mark, yeah. This year, Kevin Herder can't fucking make a shot to save his no. life. He's, yeah, he's been absolutely stored down the bottom of the bench. Now he plays about eight minutes a game. I don't know what happened there to the the red number, but yeah, it was yeah. It's been sad to sad to witness as a as somebody who drafted him in fantasy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd also extend Keegan Murray though. Six,
1: Zion Williamson. What's the move there? Um, well, they've only just extended him really so it has, I think he's got like four more years so I'll just wait on it like I I would not trade Zion Williamson I get everything that's happening but like when he's on like he's on so he just got to figure it out yeah and you're the Pelicans so I you know don't give up I, a generational talent yeah yeah I feel like you can't yeah you can't give up on like yeah somebody like him for the Pelicans because no one like him would sign with you mm-hmm. so yeah it's like um,
0: you'd rather be wrong on him for fifteen yeah. years
1: than give him away yeah. after five and somebody be right. And like he's so out of shape, like just figure out a way to get him in shape because then what the hell would he look like, you
0: know? Yeah, you, and and he's a centerpiece as well. Like it's not like it's a, a yeah.
1: row, not not a rotational. But that's your one right there. Make yeah. him your one. Build around. But yeah, that's that's the issue is they don't make him their one. They're making other people their one, so hmm. yeah. I also don't know if you could get the full value of him back in the trade market
0: right now. No. So definitely not. Yeah. Uh, another name was sort of tossed around for a while is uh Josh Giddy. Obviously numbers have gone down massively. Well not massively, but I think everybody thought he'd take a step up this year. Um, but his numbers have decreased. Mostly probably because Chet is way better than expected and J-Dub old Jalen Williams is I can burst through the roof in terms of uh, improving which doesn't leave much
1: room for Josh Getty to do much. Yeah. It's a real tough one on that. I, I didn't think Josh Giddy would take a step up this year because from what I knew about I was never a massive cheat guy. Like I didn't think it was going to be like this at all, but I knew he could do shit with the ball in his hands hmm. and you had Shea already as well. So I was like, it's going to be less of giddy with the ball. And I think it always comes to like, what is, what can you do on the NBA for? And all Josh could, he can do is really pass. Yeah. So I was like, he's not really adding a whole lot. So he's going to have the ball less. Um, If he, if he could accept and have a career, like accept as a career as just like a role guy. And if the Thunder could just continue to keep him on as a team on a cheap contract, then I'd be happy to keep him. Cause like you see his value, like when they versus Boston and he was hitting threes, but he was always, ma- he always makes a lot of right plays on offense. So I was like, you know, he was a positive. Yeah. But if he's not going to accept that, then you might have to trade him cause you could, you know, land something that's going to really help your team. Yeah. So he's a real tough one. I'm not quite sure. I
0: think, the good thing for OKC is like they can extend him um on a rookie extension so it won't be like a massive deal. It'll be very tradable. Yeah. Um yeah. And he's uh, regardless of how he's playing with OKC, I think his value is still gonna exceed uh what he is in the trade market. Cause to, you know, plenty of other teams he could he'll be a very valuable asset. Yeah. It's just yeah, right place, right situation. Everybody knows what he has like in the bag. Um, and if he was an improved shooter, he'd be he'd fit this team really well. Obviously, um, well, obviously, but to people that are, are locked in on OKC, I think he had back-to-back games of four made threes um, from teams that were selling out on him. So Boston were helping off him um, whenever they needed to, and he made four threes. Um, I think it might have been the Cavs the game before that. Same thing. Um and when he does that it just makes things a whole lot easier for OKC to win. So Yeah. Yeah, if he can consistently get that up, then yeah, that helps out. I think he could be like uh Austin Reeves as well, maybe maybe play a bit with the bench unit. But it seems like Shay's the one that plays with the bench unit, so
1: he yeah, he plays a lot of minutes, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh why wouldn't you? MVP.
1: Mm. Yeah. Been calling for
0: that. Some people, I see some people over at ESPN riding the wave. Started here, remember that. Um, number 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 eight. Chicago Bulls roster probably entirely on the trade market, but DeMarta Rosen
1: <laughs> trade. <laughs> Didn't matter who you said, Bulls got to trade. <laughs> not a single, clean out. Not a
0: single player getting extended on the Bulls. Or, or
1: wait well actually i'd wait on kobe white
0: wait on
1: because he's got a very nice contract so yeah you probably just write that one out it's not very tradable. yeah either. i'd write Is out it? him no i oh like you could put like that in you could put it in with zach Levine to get yeah something good i don't know i th- i think um i don't think kobe white would get i'm pretty sure he's on like a three year like 30 something mil so like Yeah, you can't really put it in a trade to get up to the big guys. Yeah. yeah, He'd be like the only guy I'd wait on. Or like, I don't know, I don't really know what you can do with Patrick Williams, but all their big guys, like Vuk, Levine, DeRozan. I can't believe DeRozan's
0: still on the team.
1: Like, what are they doing? Yeah,
0: He's a free agent. I know. So he's not going to stay with the Bulls. He's going to go somewhere to try to win a title.
1: Maybe no one wants him, so that's the issue. I feel like the Bulls have been doing this since the like the prime years of D Rose. Every year it was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" <laughs> so like, true. Dwayne Wade, Rondo, Jimmy Butler—like, you know, what's going on? Yeah, that was
0: god. That was a random year. Um, uh, yeah, pretty blatant trade on Ddr. Uh, Deontay Murray.
1: Yeah, trade. trade. Um, I don't know what's I don't know what's around the Hawks. I. And I think you as well. We had them over and over unders. I thought they'd be good. Yeah. You hear like a lot of media personalities say they think they'd be good. Um And just Mar Murray and Trey Young don't work together. I think people have said this before, but it's too much my turn, your turn. Jonathan Murray's not quite the defender we all thought he was. Um Yeah. Get rid of him. I don't
0: like um Oh, Bell Simmons keeps Talking about like a Jalen Green trade. I think that's like it's too in favour of the Hawks, in my opinion. I would I wouldn't do that if I was um if I was the Rockets. They're not in a win now mode. Like that's way too stacked. Their players are too young. Why would you not keep yeah. Jalen Green with the team? Yeah. He says like they're too good for him to make his mistakes, but I think it's time for him to drop the mistakes. And he pays for his mistakes as well. He may have done it, it doesn't take shit. So like if you're going to play last yeah. year, you're going to sit on the bench. You're not going to make mistakes. So
1: I think it's so tough for him because he's been two years in a real shit situation. Mm. And now this year, they've got a real good coach. And they've brought in two veterans who will be playing really well. I just think it's real hard for Jalen Green. It would have been awesome if he had one year with Adoka last year. Yeah. And he was like the number one guy. And he learned from Adoka. And now he's got these. like That would have been cool. Mm. So, Yeah. I
0: think he'll be better off for it though he doesn't need to be a 30 scorer. like he um yeah i think he's like a real additive if he's like an 18 7 assist type of guy sort of like a cj mccollum but he's like the fourth best guy on the team you know yeah fair because right now like i well he's sort of third equal like dylan brooks him or jabari smith any other night yeah. those those guys will be your third best player Tyre Eason even but it's obviously like Fred Van Velit, and one five pick and roll the two guys um you just want more consistency from them
1: yeah yeah
0: so i not yeah i didn't like i don't like their trade idea for deontay murray but i also agree trade on deontay murray the hawks they just need to do something like just blow it up get rid of capella get rid of hunter get rid of murray Rebuild around Trey, whatever way you can. He's like, I don't like Trey, but he's your obvious, he's your franchise guy. So
1: yeah, it's sort of like the cat. They just got a lot of shit, a lot of shit that just doesn't work. Like Trey and Murray doesn't work together. You're paying Clint Capella and Kongu and koglu and Kong Kongu. Yeah, don't know what the hell Jondra Hunter does for you. There's just a lot of shit that just doesn't work well in the team. got a lot of like double ups, like Trey and Deontay, same thing. Um, yeah,
0: both a point guard. Even like, like Andre Hunter, Hunter,
1: Hunter like Bay. Jalen Johnson. Yeah.
0: Like Bay and Hunter, same guy. Capella Congo, yeah. same guy. Yeah. Six or seven highest paid players are like, well, six or seven most important players just do the same thing. It's just like, yeah. no. You need five different guys, you know? Not six guys the same. Um, yeah. Last one. Man the myth. Kyrie Irving.
1: Hmm. Mmm, this is a real tough one. I know where I stand. It's in the wait and see category. Um, yeah, wait and see. It kind of makes sense, but yeah, I. You know what? I'm gonna plant my flag. I'm gonna say trade them, because after trying to work on the trade machine with them last week, like there is no way to improve that team, and I reckon like. You just can't, you can't waste Luca. And I think I don't think you need a guy like Kyrie around Luca. I just think you need, like, if you, if the Lakers became so desperate and you could somehow get, like, Rui mirror like, if you could get Austin Reeves from the Lakers, I don't want to get rid of Austin Reeves, but if the Mavs could get like Austin Reeves, Rui, and like, yeah, something else, like, I just think that's something that could help them now. And I just think if you could turn Kyrie into like two two decent players that can help you out for the Mavs, I reckon that'd be good for them. Yeah. I just don't think, I don't think you're ever going to win a title with Kyrie and Luca together, so what's the point?
0: Yeah. I'm also like, oh, wait and see on that because, I don't know, maybe you do. You I just, The Mavs are so hard to tell. Like, they could, like, those two could win you playoff series. If yeah, 100%. If yeah, I the agree. other guys step up. Um, I'm not sure I could see them getting past Denver though. But I don't know what Kyrie no. trade is going to get you past Denver either. That's true. I feel like Kyrie is probably your best chance.
1: Maybe that's sort of where I. But no, I see. But then I, I just said. think Luke is one of those. Luke one of those like generational guys where he's going to win you a playoff series. Mm. So I don't think you need another just like elite scorer. I just think you need a supporting cast. Like, you just need people that are going to make plays at the right time, defend, and can shoot the ball. Yeah. Like, I reckon they could beat the Nuggets if they had people that could just shoot consistently and, like, another big that could just... Like... If I was, like, grabbing just, like, random role players to fit them, like, if they had, like, a like Nurkic from the Sun somehow and he could just play, like, you know, 10-15 minutes a game against Jokic and you've just got, got scorers around... I reckon they could win the title. But I said Miles Turner. <laughs> Miles Turner, there you go. Someone like yeah, exactly. Like Miles Turner, would be a good one. He's one. Of, that's what I mean. Like his
0: value to the Mavs, I reckon, is more than Indiana. Yeah. He'd be a good.
1: Kyrie Irving for Miles Turner, Buddy Hilton
0: makes absolutely no sense for Indiana.
1: But <laughs> no, it doesn't. But man, that would have, that would improve the Mavs. Yeah. I just think what Luca's doing this year is like insane. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Just, yeah, Wonder
1: Yeah, my thing on wait and see is like, is the ceiling higher with Kyrie or is it with whatever you trade Kyrie for? And right now, I'm, I think that I'm was kind of why great. I struggled. That good. That was why I struggled with it because I agree with you. Like, it is like a real like wait and see. But if you could really get some like, I think you'd be better if you could just get like two playable guys from that from Kyrie. So yeah.
0: I also don't know how to rate Kyrie as a player because the media bias against him is just like makes him seem like he's worse than he is but uh he also doesn't play enough to know how good he is you know what i mean like it's uh,
1: yeah and it's been like a year without him doing bullshit so yeah but he's still sitting so many games
0: i know that's not like personal choice he's just injured yeah but um yeah health is wealth so yeah you know. anyway that was number 10 on very trade trend. extend wait and see so good to have some variation there uh, if anybody's got any thoughts, uh, let us know. Let us hear it. Let us know if we're right, or we're wrong. What you guys think? Uh, and we will see you all we'll back for podcast number twenty, uh, which I hear is when things start to blow up. So fame is coming. E might return. Uh, but thanks for tuning into podcast number nineteen with the Certified Bucket Boys. I uh, hope you all have a lovely week, and we will see you next time.